Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hit things. Alrighty. It's almost better like this. You just hop right in. Just slide in. Yep. Do a few minutes. We'll be out. Last night was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody like was really touched and not like the, I hit, I realized I hit, you can start. Yeah. I hit all my bullets. Yeah. Convene, connect. Heal, learn, amplify, and activate change. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, for the dinner. For the dinner. You know what else I noticed? Hmm. That women, and particularly black women, need a space to tell their birth stories. A safe one. Yeah. Even just, I've been thinking since since the dinner last night, what does a live birth story show look like where it's like an open mic and women just get to go Oh, I love that share their stories because clearly it was restorative and and there was a healing element to being able to just share your birth story with other women. And I know some of those women would not have shared until they heard other people share. Interesting. Yeah. So hello, everyone. Welcome to the Birth Queen podcast. I'm Rachel Nix and I have Simone Boyce with me here today. Hey, everybody. And we can cover a lot, but we're going to try to be short and to the point. So if you only have like 20 to 30 minutes in your day, this is the episode for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Simone, tell us who you are. Where are you from? Yes. So I'm a journalist and producer by trade, but I am also a mom and a wife. I live in Los Angeles, California, born in California, grew up a lot of different places uh, as a child, Miami, Memphis, Tennessee, and then moved back to California. I didn't when know I about adult. Memphis. Um, yes, Memphis. I, that's probably because I don't talk about it a lot. Okay. It was, it was an interesting experience moving as a, you know, black biracial mixed girl from Miami to Memphis, Tennessee in middle school. That was a, it was a bit of an adjustment. I'm sure your parents have an interesting experience with that as well. Yeah. hundred percent. So we met, it's been a minute now. Yeah. When I was a Nike trainer and you were my student. And here you are now. I'm so proud of you. And here you are now. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Activating change with Birth Queen. I know. I should just go get money, but I'm, well, we could do well and good. This is all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So she and I talk about a lot, but she had a post um, in the fall. Uh, no, it was like winter, probably December. <clears throat> and she said it was... It was with your girlfriend. You were encouraging women to like break out, leave corporate and work for themselves and have the courage to do that. Something to that effect, mm-hmm. right? And I had just made that choice and I was like, whoa, that's so interesting that you, like you posted it, I think the week it happened for me. But today we decided we wanted to talk just about that. Like, what does that look like for women to leave corporate um, and how to navigate that. So what is your thought? Oh, and like definitely let's share your your Bitcoin friends perspective. Yeah. I okay. That. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think 
when you're con- when you're contemplating leaving a dream job or when you're contemplating leaving a corporate job, the first step in that process is you have to give yourself permission to leave. Yeah. So many times we get caught up in our ego being afraid of what people are going to think about us if we leave a certain position. How will that change my perception, my standing in the industry? These are all things that I had considered quite a bit as I was leaving my job, both this time and then a previous time I left a big job and had this big reinvention. So I think it really starts with giving yourself permission to say, hey, yes, this was my dream job at a certain season in my life, but it doesn't necessarily suit my needs right now. And also realizing that if you want to take a step back from work, leave corporate, leave whatever job it is, it doesn't have to be forever. You know, right. you can leave for a pause. It doesn't have to be a period. And, and there not be shame in you reentering. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's definitely been a journey, a lot of growth. I had to get over some fears about going out on my own and trusting myself. But the reality is, look, I'm 35 years old. I I worked really hard in my 20s. I did hustle in my 20s. I fell into the hustle culture girl boss narrative 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. Yes. (laughs) But the mug, the mug, (laughs) girl boss mug life. Oh, my goodness. But the upside of that is that I I did get a lot of work done in my 20s. I was very productive. I now have a network of contacts that I was able to lean on and come back to after I left my job and say, hey, what y'all got cooking over here? Like, how can I bring, you know, my newly revamped skill set that I've been developing over at this company for about four years? How can I bring that to our relationship that we've had going now? So, I mean, I think a huge part of, of leaving your job and finding stability on the other side of that transition is just by starting within your network yeah. and who you already know. That's the best place to start. And I think what I would, um, what brought me to my knees with gratitude is how many people will take your call yes. and want to help you. Yes. And that it, for me, is a real lesson in vulnerability. Yeah. And that no one can help you if they don't know you need help. Exactly. Right? So saying, hey, I know you're busy and I need you. And then having what I would say is like having clear asks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and know like, you know, if I call Simone, I'm going to ask for this. If I call Liz, I'm going to ask for that, you know, Mm -hmm. and and just do it and then follow up. Yes, it's all about people the are busy. So if you know great people and successful people in your life, they're really busy. Yeah. And so if you don't hear back, that's okay. Don't take it personally. Just, just ask again. And yeah. I always say to people, like, I am happy to help you, but life happens. I have two kids. I'm doing all the things. And yeah. so oftentimes we just run out of time in the day. But um, if you just go back to the top of somebody's inbox and then go back, I also believe a lot of successful people know that's what they had to do. So they kind of recognize the hustle and yeah. and res- I would say respect it. Um, and worst case, somebody just doesn't ever respond. But And then you move on. That's fine. I believe in the cold email hold hard, wholeheartedly. I've gotten so many opportunities just from constructing a, you know, well-written persuasive email. That helps. And then also on the subject of following up, I I think you just have to be consistent and show up in people's lives in a genuine way. Yeah. That's the way I like to approach networking. I just send check-in emails, you know, every few months like, "Hey, how are you?" not asking for nothing. That way when you do have a need or an ask, it doesn't feel like it's it's you being advantageous and trying to take advantage of somebody. Right. And offering offering, right? Like yes, exactly. have an ask and have an offer. Add value. Yeah. How can I and, add value? Or just to this simply person? say like, "Is there any way that I can support you?" Exactly. Let me know. Exactly. Um, okay. So 
Let's talk about this like boss life and the the damage it can do to specifically women to to over mm-hmm. work, you know, and fill our plates. Yeah, you know, I think we witnessed something culturally over the last, I don't know, 20 to 40 years where we there was a time when women were um overtly discriminated against in the workplace. Mhm. Uh, there was overtly sexist treatment. Then we saw, you know, a bit of a bit more representation in the workplace for women, a bit more representation in the um, higher level executive roles. So things have gotten better for women in the workplace. However, I feel like, and this might be controversial, but I feel like there was this sort of overcorrection that happened where it was like, okay, we're all girl bosses now. And we're all CEOs and it's it's hustle until we freaking, you know, destroy the patriarchy, even if it's to our own detriment. Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah. But I bought into that. Like, it I'm going to do all the things. Mm-mm. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that we can do anything. We can't do everything. Not at the same time. That was Ex- the bet. That was my opening line with my therapist like years ago. She was like, you can have it all and do it all, but not all at the same time. Exactly. And it's not enjoyable. Like delegate. So my nonprofit's called Birth Queen. This podcast is called Birth Queen because queens delegate. They sit on their throne and they're like, okay, I know what I'm great at. And then I'm surround myself with greatness and I'm gonna do like this. Because that's the only way to have any successful and enjoyable experience. Yeah. It's not all by yourself doing every aspect of everything at all times. Exactly. And I feel like we have a hang up about that. But my grandmother told my mom when women's rights started, she's like, equality is key. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But please realize you're not unloading any of your current responsibilities domestically or as a mother. You're adding. Which is so true. Yes. And so in this shift, right, with women, men have not added. Mm -hmm. Not in the same way. And so we're just depleted all the time and like stretched to popping. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I had to realize that the corporate structure, the corporate system mm-hmm. is not suited for, in my opinion, just my personal opinion, the corporate system in America is not suited for new mothers. It may and be- you had your boys back to back. I had two babies in two years. Uh, The second was completely unexpected, which forces you to get pretty clear on your priorities and how you want your life to look very quick. I remember that call. You're like, (laughs) um, I was like, everything's going to be okay. You're like, okay. I was like, I don't know, Rachel. I don't know. I got this whole other baby coming. (laughs) I was like, oof, I'm glad I did it. But let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about how scary it can be to be pregnant in corporate America. Uh, Yeah. Well, it's the (laughs) hiding. Okay. So here's my thing. It upsets me. So if anybody knows me, and I think you can learn within five minutes of meeting me, is I I don't subscribe to this, like, you know, be careful with this and do do, do, it. And when we talk about like maternal health, we're supposed to hide a pregnancy. We're supposed to hide infertility. We're supposed to hide infant loss. Like what? So when are we enjoying or receiving support? Because the way my dad put it, and it was so beautiful, when I got pregnant with Samuel, 
he, I, I'm like, oh, you can't tell people. He's like, well, listen, you're pregnant today and I'm a grandfather and I'm going to celebrate that. Yeah. And I really remembered it impacted me. He's like, and if that changes tomorrow, we'll deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. And between my boys, I miscarried and I immediately told people that I was pregnant and then I had to share with them that I miscarried. Yeah. And But then that allowed me to celebrate and receive support. And women deserve that. Yeah. And this corporate, yeah, talk about it. Yeah. So- being pregnant in corporate America, I just remember finding out that I was pregnant completely unexpectedly and being like, oh my gosh, my boss is going to hate me. I just got <laughs> I just got back from maternity leave a few months ago. But how horrible first... to be feeling that way. I know. I I would I totally agree. And and I don't know how much of it is fair to assign to like to a boss or to a corporation, how much of it is like fair to blame them for that guilt and shame or how much of it is just me putting it on myself mm -hmm. based off of the narratives that we tell ourselves about motherhood. But it's based in fact. Like men yeah. say, oh, I'm having a baby. They get a promotion. We say I'm having a baby. They're like, Ugh. well, you're also pregnancy. You're wearing it on your sleeve every single yeah. day. It's a vulnerable thing. Every single day you're going in and there. And explain to them like you're, she's in the field, like you're on red carpets, you're like interview. So you're, yes. And it's not always just like sitting at a desk the way some, you know, people do. Yes. So that's also like just physically a lot. Yeah, for sure. As a journalist, I was still covering breaking national news, you know, school shootings and uh, COVID reopenings and, and all sorts of things. Um, but I do have to say that my job, my my former employer, they were super supportive about my decision to leave. And I, I thought long and hard about the decision. But after I had my second kid, I just realized that the demands of being a national news correspondent, the travel, all that stuff, it was just too much. It was too intense for me. And so I decided not to go back to work after my having my second kid. And I remember feeling like, Ugh, this is so complicated to talk about, but feeling like, wow, I've become one of those moms who like quit her job and mm -hmm. didn't go back to work after. I Not wanting to become one of those stereotypes, yeah. but then at the same time realizing that, like, no, this is actually what I have to do and what I need to do. And being a mom of two babies is a huge full-time job. It's huge. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's taken some time to work through all those emotions and everything, but I'm so glad that I did. I've never felt more validation about my life choices, to be honest. Like, yeah. you know, choosing my family and choosing and choosing to still work, but to do it on my terms. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing it I'm a year later from that, you know, decision to leave my job. And things are going really well, better than I expected in a lot of ways. So I hope that that's an encouragement to other moms. That yeah, and I, I I don't mean to like put you on the spot, but like she just had an interview with Black China, <laughs> and I know it's like you know whatever, but it's not whatever. Like you're doing it. Thank you. Rachel. You're not trying. You did it. And but that to me is a testament of your integrity, mm -hmm. especially for, to me for that story. She felt safe enough to sit with you. She could have sat with whoever she wanted. I'm sure. Very grateful for that. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it's also. As women, being okay to celebrate your wins, mm -hmm. I also feel it's easy to get, to share your losses or your challenges or your frustrations, mm -hmm. but get into the habit of sharing those wins. Like hers was visible, um, and and 
you know, I think my next question will be like, what are you giving birth to next? So she yeah. kind of shared with me that there's something else she wants and not feeling, although Rachel is busy or other friends are busy, like you're not burdening me with your dream. And I feel like until we open our mouth and share what our needs are, we can't get them fulfilled, right? Yeah. So what so what are you giving birth to next? What am I giving birth to next? I think I am giving myself permission to really dream bigger with the skill set that I have and think about how I can scale it wider. Okay. And so out of those visions that I've been having has come this organic partnership with a very good friend of mine who also happens to be uh, a black mom, which I just, I like love the idea of us teaming up, you know, and, and that solidarity um, to start a production company and tell stories for brands and tell them with the integrity of a journalist. And, you know, just start a production company. <laughs> but you know what? Okay. This is what I was saying to Rachel. She's so supportive, but like, it's one step at a time, okay? It's just, I love it. It's just one step at a time. I, just, I want you to steps, say it louder for the people in the back. You are? Starting a production company. Okay. Yes. Yes. As a black um, mother of two. I love it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just here for you giving birth to babies and companies. <laughs> I am here for moms doing their dreams on their own terms. And this is the thing. Like, I have never been more successful in my career yeah. since I became a mom. Like, I became a boss right? when I became a mom. Right? So, not mom boss like that, but it, I was like, it, I was a better businesswoman because I'm like, if I yes. don't make enough money to cover the nanny and my time, this shit don't make no sense. Yes. So, I remember for one th theater job, when I went to go do Hamlet, I said, well, I need they need to pay for the nanny. This, well, you're not famous. You can't ask for that. I said, well, it makes sense. I don't want to leave to go to Chicago to make, not make any money for it to cost me money. Ask. Yeah. I'm asking because I have a need. Yeah. You know, and I think as women, and then I was still breastfeeding during that time, and I've had friends like, what do you do? How did you do that? I didn't ask. I said, I am breastfeeding. This is when I need to take a break or he'll yeah. be coming or this is what, like just lay it out. You become most, more assertive. You find your voice as a mother. Yeah, and it's not angry or anything like that. Like I have a whole human to care for. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, this job is not more valuable than my child's life. <laughs> like, I, I spent so many years <clears throat> fearing what my career, what would happen to my career once I became a mother, I put it off oh, because I was afraid that it would have a negative impact on, right. on my career. And yes, there is still, you know, the mom penalty in workplaces where it, it can negatively impact your career trajectory. However, on, on the other side of things, like becoming a mom for me, it, it, it's kind of like getting a new prescription. I see everything so oh, yeah. much more clearly now. Yep. I see what my purpose is. I see what my legacy is. The stakes are higher, like you were saying, which forces me to become more assertive and bold in asking for what I want. So to anybody, to any any woman out there who is who is worried about, you know, how how motherhood could affect her professional prospects, I would say, get excited, get ready yeah, for it's how it's going to transform you. Like, it really it's the is. Upgrade. It's, the, it's the new version of the iPhone. Yes. Like becoming a mom, you're adding 
In in every way. Yeah. The great ways and the really exhausting ones too. Yes. But you're adding, you're not, you have taken nothing away from who you are. And so I really detest this notion of mom guilt or you're only a successful mom if you look like a hot mess all the time Mm -mm. and if you stretch thin all the time and you don't take care of yourself. Like that is all full trash to me. There is nothing you should feel guilty about that makes you feel whole as a person Mm -hmm. because you're Simone first, I am Rachel first, Mm -hmm. and then I'm all those things to everybody else. Mm -hmm. But until I'm a whole person, I can't show up fully for anybody or anything else. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, we have boys, and a lot of times I think we encourage to teach our girls certain things. This, I can't say, was fully conscious, but my boys see me grind. They see me take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And that is our norm. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud to say as a mom of two sons, I'm injecting black men into this world that honor a hardworking woman that takes care of herself. Yes. And that uh, boys that are attuned to a woman's needs and sensitivities. Yeah. Because you want them you are going to raise men who are going to be able to recognize when their wife is burned out and and yes. say you need to or take time or their friend or exactly. whatever like yeah, partner, they're going to hold space for women and yes. black women and that is very important to me and that was something that I like to share like even Samuel my kids are in New York I'm in LA for a week you know people and this is the thing with mom guilt um is people will say you know, I have mom guilt. I don't subscribe to mom guilt, but I I offer this. Oftentimes you're being judged. And so what you're feeling is judgment and not guilt. And so like, and it's little things. Oh, so where are your kids? With their dad. Well, have they ever been with their dad for this long before? Right. Without you? I'm like, well, way to fuck my day up with that like random comment. Like, Other people's what? opinions, it's just nonsense. It literally, it does not matter. I mean, their dad should be able to keep them alive for six days. I mean, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And then I FaceTime Samuel and he's like, oh man, because I have a podcast studio in the house. Yeah. He's like, ma, are you downstairs? I was like, no, I'm in LA at another. He's like, oh, that's cool, mommy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's celebrating your wins too. Yes. Yeah. And so also, I, I think that even when I, as my trainer hat, I tell moms, like, it's hard to find time to train. So just include your kids. And when I built the podcast studio, the kids were included. He helped me, like, put the little plants on set and, like, unpack the couches and whatever. And so involve them. And I think that ease, that adds a bit of ease to it all, like, because we have so much we're trying to do. Because if we try to, like, mother separately and work separately, yeah. they all bleed let it be messy. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about our little uh, female empowerment thing to wrap things up? Yeah, yeah. Um, we can we can kind of like look ahead to the future with this part. Like what yeah. what is the next? Yeah. So it's like it's of- part of your like what are you giving birth to next? Yeah. 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 Another thing that I've been thinking a lot about is how we need to reframe the narrative around female empowerment. Oh, yes. Because I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been hearing this female empowerment message for the past, I don't know, almost 20 years. And it's great. Don't get me wrong. We all love a good rah-rah female empowerment moment. But we are empowered, y'all. It's time to get to work. It's time to start activating. It's also time to time to start teaching each other what we know. Because I feel like I show up to these 
female empowerment conferences. But they're not very empowered, many of them, honestly. They're not. They're not. It's, it's not like, don't giving. Don't you hate yourself? Don't you feel guilty? I'd be like, ugh. I, I was on a panel a couple weeks ago, and I was like, fuck it. This sad shit, the all, I'm not doing this all day. Like, right. you have a couple sad things in your life, but don't you have a lot of other things that are working? Can we focus on that? Exactly. And also, like, I don't need you to stand up the celebrity face of the brand and put them on stage and have them do the keynote. Like, I want to hear from the operations person who can teach Does me all to, the work. Exactly. Who can teach me to care about all the boring stuff in business. You know, I want someone who is a day two employee who is there from the very beginning and can tell me what it's like to actually build a business from the ground up. Those are the stories that I want to hear, you know? You like, know, not the pretty TED Talk. Exactly. You the know, self-made. Yes. Made yes. And stories. just be real. Like, yeah. it's not all easy. Most days I look crazy. Working for my, I do drop-off and I roll to my table and I get going. But I'm making it happen. Exactly. And I think, yeah. So, um, and I don't want to give off the misperception that that I don't think women are working. I know women are out there busting their asses. All I'm saying is like, can we shift the narrative so that the 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 media that we're putting out there is more proactive, it's more practical because men don't have men in business conferences. You know, they don't have male right. empowerment conferences. Right. Like her They're girlfriend's just... in crypto and she was like, "I don't do women's conferences cuz I'm not a women a woman in crypto. I do crypto." Right. That's all I want to talk about. I want to right. talk about crypto. I don't want to talk about being a woman in crypto. Right. Or how are you a, a mom and an entrepreneur? You know what? Shout out to Bryn Putnam. She was a founder of Mirror that I, I was a founding trainer of. And she would get really upset when people were like, how are you a mom and a founder? And exactly. like, do you ask my fucking husband that? I'm just a founder. I'm a founder. I don't want to talk about my womb right now. This is I where I want to talk about business. To. And then yes. if we do that, then they're like, oh, you know, because I'm not mom when I'm a boss, like I'm bossing and I'm, I'm a boss mom too, but I am at work. I don't want to always have to wear all my crowns. And exactly. that's why, you know, especially black women, we may come off, you know, stressed and, and angry or irritated because we're doing so many things. And this is all women, but we're doing so many things at once that we short, our brains are short circuiting. And the real solution, I think this, I knew there was another piece to this and then we can mm -hmm. wrap it up, but um, it is, it's that society needs to, and men need to create space, structures, and support for us to thrive as women. And that that doesn't happen. And so we're always kind of like, you know, we're sliding back down the hill. Like we get to the top and then there's nothing to sustain us, right? There's no foundation or structure for us. And then we're like, always like, I got to empower. I got to heal. I got to try again. Because this, this shit wasn't built for us. Yes. Right? Yes, I'm going to disagree slightly. Please. I'm not going to wait around for someone else to build me a new system no, 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 that's no, no, accommodating. No, 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 no. I am, maybe right. it's the Aquarius in me, but I'm like, okay, if this system isn't working, I'm going to go build a new one and I'm going to bring Rachel with me and I'm going to bring my friend. So, you know what I mean? And y'all need to know, men, that I'm just giving them a little, like, you need to take accountability that for the inception of this country, y'all wasn't checking for women. White, pink, purple, or black. This country was not made to uh, support, uplift, or have liberties and freedoms for women. It just wasn't. So, okay, so what are we going to do? We're going to build new structures, new things yep. for new our systems. For, yep. for us, by us. Exactly. FUBUs. Exactly. <laughs> just a whole whole world full of FUBUs. <laughs>
on that note. Oh, we food boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna put her on the spot again. How dare you say you was gonna be nervous, girl? You're so pretty and so smart and so oh, talented. You're so sweet. I you are. You know why I get nervous? Because my comfort zone is being the one asking the questions. I don't like whenever I'm on the other side of things. I just feel like I'm out of control, you know? I know. But, but because- no, you, you, we, we had the bullet points and I stuck to it. I didn't ask yes. questions. Yes. And you have been my rock for all things motherhood and womanhood since we met. And so I, it's a joy to do this. And no, I wasn't nervous. Good. <laughs> I was like, it's just me. I know. I know. <laughs> but I laughed with Angela because literally 99% of my friends are a little OCD. Oh, yeah. Well, so I get how you're like, wait, I got to say what y'all ask because <laughs> there is no organization. <laughs> what? No. No, I'm all. just joking. I know. I, it's just funny that like I couldn't be more like no rules. And then like pretty much all of my friends are like, so what's the plan? Well, it's true. Listen, <laughs> like I said, I'm an elder millennial at this point. I like to know what I'm getting. I like to know what I'm stepping into. I barely made the cut. Okay, so... Simone Boyce signing off. What do we? What do you need from us, Simone? Gosh, that is such a good question. What do I need? Uh, um, let's see. As a mom, what do you need? And as a businesswoman, what do you need? Is that yeah? I don't know why that question is so hard to ask. Probably because I'm not good at asking, asking. for help. Mm-hmm. I just do I'm, it all myself. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, that's why you're asking. Okay. As a mom, what do I need? You know what? I just feel like I. I want somebody to come clean my house once a week and do my laundry once a week. Um, That's a need. That's a very real need. Cash apper. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We have someone who comes and I'm so grateful that we have help because like I lose my mind when I don't have help, but it's just, I want it more, you know? More help. Exactly. More help, help. more support. I feel like all moms could need that. And then um, as, as a business, Listen, if you have great stories that I should know about, send them my way. Come find me. If you think that I can tell a great story for you or your company, come find me. How do they find you? So you can find me on all the socials at Simone Boyce. My website, simoneboyce.com. It's uh, Instagram's got all my contact information on there as well. Great. We love y'all. We got to do this more. Seriously, I'll do this anytime. I think we're just going to have our own show. Yeah, please. Okay, signing off. Bye.